Yep, recording. Awesome. Do you want to chat about Fear Street? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Hey, speaking of cast, as in podcast, I've broken my elbow. Have you? Yep. I mean, we weren't speaking about a podcast, but you know, <laughs> I, but he's clearly, clearly, you're going through some shit right now. So, so I'll allow you that slightly out of shape segue. What happened? Oh, I've only had a Patreon. I could be like, oh, sign up for the Patreon to find out what happened. Or we could cut this and put this in the pick and mix. And I'd be like, please listen to pick and mix at the end of the month to find out what actually happened. I fell over on my back. What? I fell over on my back. Fell backwards. Fell over. Yeah. 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 No, I, I and, and just banged your elbow and broke it. Well, I didn't realise. I carried on with the rest of my day, drove home, and then, uh, yeah, went to the hospital, turned up, broke my elbow. Wow. So I feel like 50 so, Cent after he drove to um, A&E after having been shot. Yeah, you're exactly like 50 Cent. Yep. Yeah. Um. So are you okay now? Yeah, it's more irritating than anything, and it's kind of stopping me doing like normal things. And did you just trip over? Did you just fall? What was the, what no, was the situation? No, I moved out of the way of... well. I'm a scurrier. When I walk, I scurry. I have a quick walking pace. I scurry. So I was walking and I moved to avoid a, a dog walker. And he moved to the same place as I had, which was annoying because I had moved first. And I moved to the left because that is, you know, that we drive on the left. So therefore I moved to the left. And he refused. So I moved out. And in doing so, I just slipped because it had been raining and just landed um, in a body length puddle. So that was really annoying. That was what I was more annoyed about, was that I, I was in soaking wet clothes the rest of the day. And, nice. Um, so that was really embarrassing. And then there's one woman that was in hysterics. I have no idea who it was, because this is just out in the street by my work. <laughs> my new best friend. Is uh, that who it was? And, uh, yeah, I went in, carried on with the day, um, went home, and then, yeah, um, went to hospital, and it turns out, or had an actually turns out I'd broken my elbow. And I, it hurt. Yeah. I didn't. I just thought it, like, it just hurt like it was banged, you know. So I've now got like a full-on cast, and I can't move my arm. It's in a right angle. Which which arm is it? My left. Um, and three films I've been thinking of since is now I have to. Yeah, th- now I have to. Are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed. Oh, well, there you go then. What are you complaining about? Well, number one is Luca because there's a guy that does everything one-handed. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, so I'm basically him now. And another one is how the cast will come off is either The Departed, you know, when they smash Leonardo DiCaprio's cast open. You know, what, I, know I know what the next one's going to be. Uh, the other is one, it? it's The Rock. Rock. Yes, Daddy's got to go to work and flexing his muscles to the cast. <laughs> Breaks. Yeah. So, yeah. I I'm, knew it was going to be The Rock. I'm, I'm basically a cross between 50 Cent and The Rock and the guy of Luca. Are you going to bark all day? Yeah, a tasty I am just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny. You are a sad, strange little man. These guys are let it. Don't fail me again. Yeah, well, none of them fell over trying to avoid a dog walker. No. Wow. 
it is those it is those strange like kind of wimpy injuries because that's it, yeah, I'm not, it, it's it's so annoying because it's so minor I, and it is and it is ruined it's not as if you went it's it's no. It's not as if you went skiing. Yeah. It's not as if you were it's, pulling it's, children out of a fire no. and or anything like that. You it's, didn't it's exactly a, and you didn't fall off a ladder. It's not exactly a cool injury. No, but thank you for sharing with the pod. You're welcome. So, yeah, so how long are you got to be in a cast for? Uh, well, at least two weeks. Then I'll go back and find out like what else happens, which is annoying. I was hoping, like, if you ate loads of cheese or something, or drank loads of milk, it would make your bones heal faster. But that's not a thing. No. Which is sad. no, it isn't. You need a bottle of Skelligrew. Yes. One of, one of my colleagues phoned up on a video chat just to laugh, and uh, I, was, yeah. I was explaining this to my kids, yeah. and, then, and then I had to sort of explain. Well, sometimes people are friends, and sometimes they're mean to you, even though they're your friends. They don't really mean it, but yeah. Yeah, listen to this podcast. Yeah. Why are you friends with him? You shouldn't be friends with someone who's mean like that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we well, shouldn't be, but you've made some terrible choices, uh, <laughs> including going left when it comes to... Uh, I was trying to go left. Yeah. If I'd gone left, nice. the old man would have fallen in the puddle and we'd all be so, fine. So was this was was this like a pavement? What was it? Yeah, 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 it's pavement, yeah. Just on my yeah. lunchtime walk. I, I, I was just going to say, I was just going to see if it was like a street, and that you would now fear that street. Oh, that's a good segue. There we go. Right, Fear Street. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, welcome everybody. <laughs> with one hand. Welcome everybody with one hand. Yeah. Mm. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises, and film nonsense. This week is a Franchise Fatigue episode, in which we take a franchise and look at the high points, the low points, and everything in between to sort the perfect purse of popcorn from the sad stub bits to the bottom of the bucket. This week, the random yet seasonally appropriate popcorn maker film topics has popped up the Fear Street franchise, which we'll discuss with full spoilers from the outset. Yeah, this was a this was out of the blue mm. uh, for me, because I knew of them. I knew that uh, our boy R.L. Stein was behind the books. Yep. I and I knew Netflix did a trilogy of films, but I hadn't bothered watching any of them. Uh, linking to R.L. Stein, we covered the two Goosebumps films last October. So if you want to go back and listen to that, um, and I think we we, we definitely thoroughly enjoyed the first one. The second one was all right, and then mm. I thought the Fear Street books were part of the Point Horror series, rather, but they weren't. They were their own separate thing. I don't think I've read them, but I was aware Netflix released these in two thousand and twenty one, and they released I, i'm a sucker for a concept like with, with films and they released the trilogy week by week which was quite cool mm. and originally it was going to be a well 20th century fox as was uh, developed it and then when it was bought by disney it was one of the ones that disney shopped around elsewhere so netflix bought it and then released it uh released them yeah week by week i don't know so you have fear street 1994 fear street 1978 and fear street 1666 Indeed. And they're all directed wow. by Legion Nayak, based on the books by R.L. Stein, starring Keanu Madeira, Olivia Scott Welch, Benjamin Flores Jr., Julia Raywald, Fred Hirschinger, Ashley Zuckerman, Daryl Brooke Gibson, and Maya Hawke. And so the first yeah. film, 1994, a circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over, for over 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. Mm. 
so yes, I didn't quite know what to expect with this. Um, I'd heard not much actually no. from people because well, it's, again, it's Netflix these Netflix releases. things, it's it's just it's they are unless unless it's like a Stranger Things type thing, then you don't hear about it. Which but, is definitely starts out feeling a bit like that. Obviously, because it's got Maya Hawke in it. Yes, yes. And the second one has Sadie Sink. The one, yeah, the one what plays Max. Hmm. Yeah, Sadie Sink is her professional name. <laughs> it's odd to me that I remember hearing the concept and liking it. Like, okay, so it's going to be the same place, but we're we're hopping over time periods to see where the evil originated hmm. um, and everything. And and that's that's cool. Uh, that is a that is a really cool concept. Yeah, I I kind of started this one and it's uh spoilers but i guess we've forewarned people yeah complete spoilers for the trilogy yeah so it opens with um maya hawk getting stabbed up by a random guy in a halloween costume in a skull mask and skull kind of things i often i found that the the, the news people when they were reporting on the story they would just say a skull mask it was like mm. he was wearing a skeleton costume that was important too. Give him it some credit for, for, for his work. The dude had theming down. Um, but, you know, it's so, so like, straight away, like, other than the 94 stuff, and they have, you know, the uh, a bunch of, it's like needle drop. The, sound, the soundtrack of this is incredible. All the, all the needle drops is brilliant. I, I like it, actually. A lot of people were kind of like, um, from what I saw, because then I looked for opinions on this and a lot of people were kind of like it was a bit obvious and whatever but i i I think it's fine i mean you know if you want to establish quickly what era you're in Hmm. you 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 crank up the jukebox and you you blast out some era appropriate music yeah so maya hawk is uh, is like the drew barrymore and scream that she you know she doesn't last very long yeah that's the thing because you you will know her from stranger things Hmm. and I guess being the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman, and having a name that would fit into that song, Maya He Maya Hawke, very easily. Did you just come up with that, or did you did you write that? Because I'm concerned either way. Which one was it? Is whenever I hear a name, you just don't you just hear Maya He Maya Hawke? No, Maya. no, I, no, I don't. <laughs> well, I hope you do now. No, I, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope you do. I love the setting. I, I love a, an American mall. No, no, eat, eat. no, no. it's quiet time for you. You brought up... The it's always quiet time for thing. me. It is, yeah. It is. Well, it, having edited the last episode, it, it was definitely quiet time for you. I, I was doing a lot of talking. But then I managed to edit it, so reasonably on par. Yes, I do ramble. But yes, the setting works. It, it It's going for that 90s revival sort of knowing slasher type thing. Because that's well, the thing. Scream, yeah. Scream like rebooted that whole slasher genre thing by taking the piss out of slasher things. But sort of like it was a knowing parody. It was doing the things, but it was doing it in a metatextual kind of way. And so this is doing that. So it's a parody of a parody. So we're actually kind of scary movie territory, kind of, mm. in, well, a, in a way. In I a did, way, I, I did I'm actually, not saying it's bad. I did scary actually, movie was bad. I did actually wonder if at the beginning, w- with the Mayor Hawk running through the mall, 
I did wonder as to whether it was going to be a film they were watching, as in, a, oh, you know, as another uh, another sort of slasher film. The, oh, the, the, the characters, film. Were, yeah, yeah, I wonder, yeah. Mm. I, um, for most of the opening, I actually thought that that was the way it was going to go. These films are much more interconnected than I thought they were when I started to watch it, or when I'd heard about it. I just thought one was set in 94, one was set in 78, and one was set in 1666. And that it was all about the same area, but they were all just different stories within that area. Actually, do you know what it reminded me of? Back to the Future. Yes. There's no other thing. It's got parallel scenes. Yes. It's got a ton of parallel scenes and different different um things like the, 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 the photo in the second one reminded me of the photo of marty and his uh brother and sister starts to fade oh yeah it's like it's like when sam's mother or what is her name when she when it's 1666 it's not sam is it it's hannah, the, hannah yeah she says that aren't you happy with you know you're not going to be happy until you yes yeah she says the same thing about yeah, yeah so it is interesting that you have you have those sort of parallel scenes and it that's not actually done that often no no and 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 i really like that i thought that was that was cool it actually this really does actually reward binging it and just and, you know and, and repeated viewings i would imagine so i haven't had a chance to no, watch them yet, but, but i tell you what the, the next halloween i'll probably stick it on if it's still on netflix hmm. yeah so the, so the first film is is that kind of 90s slasher film you know, scream i i know what you did last summer that that sort of film and mm. i think watching it initially so my is killed by somebody wearing a skeleton mask and skeleton body and i thought okay well that's going to be the killer and then the skeleton is wiped out pretty easily by sheriff good and then the the, the credits start the, uh, i thought the, the film credits were good but it only appeared on the first film the, uh, the the sort of yeah we had like news reports going back through time back to yeah, 1666 yeah, the newspaper and the, clippings, yeah and the all weird about shady side yes and uh yeah and then so so you have this you have this story then of two sort of neighboring towns one is shady side where mass murder seems to happen quite regularly um and it, it just seems to be that that's what happens and the, and and the explanation unlucky. is always the, the people they just went nuts and killed a bunch of people that's that's what it is and then and then is it sunnyvale sunnyvale or yeah. sunnydale sunnyvale sunnydale was um, buffy oh yeah it was it's one of them but they have they, they're much more affluent um yeah the houses they, are really grand and really clean yeah and, and, and these guys they don't hate have, each other yeah they don't have the serial killer problem um, but they are the Sunnyvale Devils and they are the Shadyside Witches because there's a whole football thing going on. And so you've got the, them travelling to Sunnyvale. It actually sets up the whole thing quite well. So all you need to know, Shadyside is where our heroes reside. I'm not planning to do this whole thing in rhyme. And there is a legend of a witch called Sarah Fear. Everyone invokes the name of Sarah Fear because it's like a, a rhyme that's told to scare children. It's and every time something goes awry, every time there's there's one of these incidents where someone goes crazy and kills a bunch of people, it's always Sarah Fear that the the evil of the area is blamed. At what point did you realise that's why it's Fear Street? 
uh, very early on. Did, did, did you not? Did you not put those together? I think probably got halfway through the first film. <laughs> well, as soon as they said Sarah Fear, and I thought, well, that's not a name that you just drop. You know, that's that's going to be significant. And then uh, Fear Street, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it, it's a street that's cursed by Sarah Fear, but you know, it's, it's better than that. So we have our main character Dina, and she's gone through a breakup, and she has her brother who is online in the early nineties. So I loved all that rooms. talking about how expensive dial-up was. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and all the yeah, exactly. chat rooms. I thought that was nice, but. But her, her brother is a, is a bit of a conspiracy theorist and he, he talks to other nerdlingers online about the various murders that have happened where they live. And, yeah, so she's gone through a breakup. They have this vigil. Why is it in Sunnyvale? Because they are... Oh, she, well, she went to... She went to Sun... Yeah, they went there, but but then the, the, the Maya Hawke, she went to Sunnyvale, didn't she? Oh, no. I don't think so. No, that, that was Sam. I, th- yeah, I, I, I think because the mayor just offered to host it there. I oh, think okay. So, it, oh no, it's because Shady Side were, were were playing Sunnyvale at American Sunnyvale. football in Sunnyvale at and, American football, so they had the vigil there. And I, I love yeah. the class war between the two, between the two teams. That, uh, sorry, between the two schools, they can't even have a vigil without a fight breaking out. Mm. And I'd like the little misdirection as well, where you've got Dina staring at just Sam, and and you see you see kind of like a, a kind of jock guy squeezing a cheerleader's ass and everything mm. like that, and you just think, oh. and then oh, it was the but it was the cheerleader, it was the woman, she's gay in that. Um, um I I will admit I didn't particularly like the way it was almost done as a twist that Sam wasn't a guy. I, I, I don't think it, it it was just a little misdirect. I don't think it was a twist. It was just it just just to make you think in the moment that that you know because Sam is is such a, a gender neutral name. And yeah, I don't I don't think it was like a, oh she's gay. But I think I maybe maybe it's getting us to examine our biases, Robert. Did you ever think about that? No, I just it, it, it bumped to me. I, I I don't know. It, it, it did feel like it was almost a bit like ah oh, see you thought yeah. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit, but yeah. So that all goes on, and then then some other shit happens. I'm sure Rob, you can pick it up from there. Yes. So the the vigil turns into a fight, and someone is then hospitalised and then pursued by a a killer, which turns out to be the killer that was shot at the beginning of the film. And then there's a bunch of other undead killers from Fear Street's pal from Shady Side's past, including. A guy with a an axe, a check shirt, and a bag on his head, who is called Nightwing, yeah. and Ruby Lane, who is a nineteen twenty year old killer who sings. Was it you always hurt the ones you love, and then kills mm. you with a razor blade? Yes. So these always three... always in the always in the really kind of you know creepy. You always hurt. You can hear her coming. Yes. Yes. That's 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 the whole thing with her. But yes, it, it, it when it's the Ryan Torres, I think, was the 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 skeleton mask yes. and skeleton costume killer, and he was shot in the head. So, the fact that they see him again, yeah, something's a bit fucky, and it turns out yes, there's a whole bunch of them, kind of like Cabin in the Woods. 
I really liked the concept of the end end killers. I thought that was nice, and and I, I, it was I almost different well. eras. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's, that was it. It was like archetypes from certain. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain kind of things, and and each had their own. You know, it's it's like it's like with John Wick when you've got the the assassins, or or you know, or like well, the Raid Two when you they they've each got a thing. Yes. You yes. Know? Yeah. Like it, I love that. I really, really do love that when you've got you know the the sort of the the Jason kind of type, and you've got the the fucking Michael Myers type, and you've got the the, the different the different kinds of killers it's always interesting and, and yeah. they do a really good job with that yeah this is kind of quite metatextual they learn about seraphia they learn that actually it goes beyond just nursery rhymes and stories to scare kids this is actually something that happened and see the first one was a while ago now i said i've watched two fear streets since then so I'm I'm struggling to remember the the plot. Oh no, I don't know. There's the well, the there's the, 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 the first one the, is the film where they're the donkeys. All... Well, the drug, the drug ones. Um, Simon and oh yes, yeah. The first one's got the uh yes. Yeah, so, so it all they learnt. So all these killers are after um Sam, who has committed the cardinal sin of moving from Shadyside to Sunnyvale. Which we, yes, to try and sort of like distance herself. Well, it's, it's because of the divorce, I think. Yeah. Well, yes, uh, that's what she says. But yes, so Dina didn't like that because not only was you know they broke up, but she moved then and was pretending to be something she's not. And um, and then Sam and her douchebag jock daughter boyfriend. They're driving behind the school bus as the school bus is going back to Shadyside. And um, they decide, the, 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 the Shadysiders decide to chuck a uh, cooler at them. The car veers off the road, has a nasty crash. Sam is a bit fucked up and, uh, and, and stumbles out of the car, bleeding. Eventually taken to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, blah, she, blah, blah. she disturbs Seraphia's grave. Yes, I, I was getting to that. That was why I mentioned the bleeding thing. You see, I was setting it up. Okay. Unbelievable. Anyway, so it was Sarah Fear's grave <laughs> that they ended up crashing on, and uh, her blood hit the ground, and so therefore it's Sam that these killers are after, and they're after her blood specifically. They're like sharks. If you have a, a very subtle thing, I say subtle. Um, of of the uh, the Simon, I think his name is. He's watching Jaws on TV. They can smell the blood, so blood can be used to attract them. So they decide to instead running away from them, they're going to go on the defensive, and actually, actually probably go on the the offensive actually, because they 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 do kind of make a trap for them, don't they? Yes. Yeah. They use her blood to to mop through the school to lure them into the bathroom. Yes. After which you've had a scene where Sam and Dina uh, have sex. Uh, Dina's brother and the preppy one, Kate. Kate, they they have a moment. She said it was barely first base, and the Simon jacks himself off. 
I did find that weird. Like, yeah, like it, was, it was a funny joke because he was like, "Wait a minute, are you telling me you all went to Pound Town?" And they were like, "Yeah," and he was like, "Me too." Yeah, I, I that was that was all right. The, you know, I felt like I could have done with more of his character, that more sort of self-loving Narcissus type deal. But that was that was funny. That made me laugh. I, I found um, myself I was really rooting for the kids in in this. Yeah, and I wanted then, them to escape the killers. Yeah, so they, they load them to the school. Um, they, they blow them got, up in the bathroom, like with a lot yes, of... Uh, a, a lot. Yeah. Like the, and, and then they learn that they're like the T-1000s and they can reform. Yes. Then they have to, they end up running to a grocery store, a standard convenience store type thing. And they've, they've figured out that, that Sam, because of this nursery rhyme, because of whatever, she needs to die. She needs to be die and be brought back well they find that somebody survived the camp nightwing massacre and that's somebody called c berman so they phone yeah. her to, to ask how she did it and then reading the in the news she doesn't answer but they read they read the news article that she was brought back to life so therefore they think the way to break the curse is for yeah sam to temporarily die yes and they initially do that they try and do that with an overdose but it doesn't work because they, they the whole thing is interrupted the overdose thing actually reminded me of um, Harry Potter when he's got to feed Dumbledore the uh, the nasty potion yes. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that sort of, and again, sort of a bit Romeo and Juliet as well. I mean, they're taking drugs and I will die, but then don't worry, I'll resurrect you. So the next thing is obviously drowning in the lobster tank. Yeah. Well, she sees <laughs> she sees a lonely lobster in a lobster tank. And I would have loved it to be. Wait a minute, she's definitely alleged shellfish. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> and just grabbed the lobster and sort of rubbed it in her face. But no, they 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 ousted the lobster. I don't know why they couldn't have had the lobster still in the tank. They were trying to kill her temporarily. Well, it was temporarily inconvenienced, you know, with the lobster. It still gets a home. I mean, it was crawling off somewhere, but that lobster's not going to last five minutes on its own. So, yes, they, they go and they, they, they drown her and then have to sort of bring her back. But the killers get in and it's all it's all going off. It's all going wrong. And Kate gets the nastiest death I think I've seen oh, in God, yeah. in something in a while. You know, and, and you are rooting for her because yeah. although she came across as a stuck-up bitch, her, her whole thing with, what is the brother's name? Josh. Like he's he's brought out the softer side in her a little bit, and she actually seems a bit more human, and a bit more sort of like you know like an actual person. She gets kind of like choked and held down on a bread slicing machine, and as soon as it cuts to the side angle of the bread slicing machine, you know it's it's going to go wrong, and she gets her head sliced up by the bread slicing machine. It's gross. Whilst and it actually made me wince before she was covered in cake as well. So it's frosting. Oh yeah, that makes and... it better. And bread slicing. Yeah. So, to prove that and you then could, Simon, Simon gets a, an axe in the head. I found that shocking as well, but I think just because it always came out of nowhere. Um, to yeah. prove that you could fit a human head through a bread slicing machine, they practiced on a watermelon. That's not the same. Uh, it was same, but similar size. And the actor who plays uh, Kate, who is Julia Raywald, um, she did such a blood curdling scream. Was uh, acting in this while they were filming it, that they recorded it and then would play it at random moments when they needed, like um, on the set, to, to make people scared when they need to get in character. 
yeah it, well the whole thing the visual the yeah. audio it's all it's all bad i, I think I, th- I think every i think every each of these films has like a standout gross moment but that of the trilogy is the grossest the uh head the... yeah although i think if i was a, if i was a serial killer you'd quip after she's brown bread heads will rolls <laughs> i like that yeah um best thing since sliced head that just comes out with the worst in um yeah yeah it was not that sort of movie unfortunately more killers um, should 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 quip they should or just have like a bread themed killer Ooh, she's feeling a bit croissant that that, that doesn't work <laughs> no I suppose not I hope you like pain and chocolate. Shut up now. Um, I'm trying to think of one. See, that's the that's the, that's that's the that's the wrong part of me. I'm just like, it's, you'll have to baguettes like a body <laughs> bag, <laughs> like a body bag. And it, no, never mind. No, bread killer. It's not not happening. Oh, she's toast. <laughs> That's the obvious one. Why didn't we do that? Anyway, so yeah, so it, it they do get they they finally get a call from C Berman. Yep. And she says, you know, they said, don't worry, you know, yeah, nice timing, you know, we we sorted it. Uh, and then she was like, no, you can't sort it. It's, it's never done. And uh, and as Dean's on the phone. Uh, Sam comes up to her and plunges a knife into her guts. It was a wooden stick. It was the drumstick that Sam had broken earlier. Okay, it was a drumstick. As it, as in, yeah, as in a drum, not like a chicken drumstick. No, no, I get, I get that uh, uh, one word can have many meanings, but like, it, I thought it was a straight up knife. No, it was a, holding, no, she it was something wooden. Knife? No, I think no, she the got. Handle was I think she got one eventually, but the thing, first thing she started with was a uh, was a wooden stick. Oh, a, that's a sharp, not that bad. A sharp wooden stick. Mm. And then it doesn't end with her name on a wall of like uh, so it, it pans down the the, the couple of serial killers that goes Ryan tires and then it says Sam. I would have loved that to be the ending of the actual film, like a fuck you ending, hmm. like you know, oh you haven't you haven't. You know, stop. That, that's almost like um, her, her girlfriend like stabs her and then she slumps to the floor. Like that's a great, that's a great like kind of chilling ending. That, that's almost like, then, that's almost a uh, final destination type ending. Yeah, you know, you think you yeah. you think you cheated death, but then you have the the brother on the computer, and then it takes a long time to get like kind of like oh, yeah, is the killer sneaking up behind him, and. And then it just goes on for a bit. I I feel like it should have ended there. Even if you were going to reveal that that she survives, and spoilers, she does survive. Um, that would have been that would have been a great ending. Just to end it there. Just a final like evil as one for now. You well, know? I think I think they had to tie it into what was coming next because it you know it ends with the next time in, on this film. Yes, but but it would have been it, it would have been cool to just I I was just like because it. I was I was 
ready to sort of like go give it a round of applause you know or that sort of thing where you're just like yes great ending good i like that it's definitive it's cool but then just went on for a bit but yes i suppose what they're doing they probably had to set up the sequel um well they filmed it all at the same time Mm, yeah and i know but for for people to because it was weeks apart wasn't it it was like one week apart yeah one week apart yeah yeah which so, they should do more. I mean, uh, they yeah. couldn't do in cinemas. They, 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 they definitely can't do that in cinemas because people won't fucking, you know, get to the cinema in time to see the thing. It takes some people a long time to go and see movies there in the cinemas. Yeah, you could probably. I mean, you could probably do like a month apart. Maybe. But yeah. So overall, before we get into hmm. any sequel type stuff, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. it. Was, yeah. I th- I thought it was you know decently kind of spooky i mean nothing i didn't get scared because i'm a brave man but like i got what they were going for and it seemed they were doing it with affection rather than just kind of um, it wasn't mocking the source material no and it and it but it was it was kind of like paying homage it had there there was there was respect that came through a, a, a love of the genre which you know, is is usually pretty authentic, and um, I, and it feels authentic, and and yeah, it was it was good. I I enjoyed it, and then I was like, brilliant. Okay, well, I've got two more of these. So then we have the second one. Fair Street. What's it called? Fair Street, nineteen seventy eight. Nice. And uh, all the same people, except some new ones. <laughs> And um, Shady Side, nineteen seventy eight. Schools out for summer, and the activities and the activities at Camp Nightwing are about to begin. But when another Shady Sider is possessed with the urge to kill, the fun in the sun becomes a gruesome fight for survival. Mm. I think this one has um, doesn't it have the the two versions of the man who sold the world, or is that the third? Uh, that's this one. This one has it... this one definitely has it at the end. So does it have it at the beginning as well then? I think it does, but one of them is the the original David Bowie and one is Nirvana. So it would make sense to use the nineties. It's, it's, it's this one. No, it's, it's it's when they go to see Berman's house, played by Gillian Jacobs from Community. Gillian, is Gillian? Is it? it? I on the films to be buried with thing. Um, yes, he, you're he right. Interviewed her and she she corrects him. It is Gillian. It she is Gillian. She doesn't yeah. know why. That's Gillian Jacobs, yeah. But she is she's brilliant. She didn't britter at this at no. all. Um and she's really good. And I tell you what, Sadie Sink plays a very convincing young her. And I <gasps> spoilers. Don't, I, it's, it's not a spoiler. I know, I, don't I know. know why I, I, was... I think I think because well they keep referring to her to her as C Berman. And then when they go back and when she talks about her sister, so you're not meant to know which of her sisters because her sister died at the camp. You're not meant it's, to know whether it's Sadie Sink it's or so obvious. I know. Because the other one is going by the name Cindy, and she is isn't, so it was obviously her. Um, yeah. Personality wise, you could t- you could tell. Um, yeah, but it was like as soon as it, it she reminded me of that that one in Jumanji, who who's playing um, Karen Gillan. It's like it's the same attitude, like it's the same, it's the same kind of, um, it's the same sort of thing. It transfers. It's just like the, that's really great casting because they look similar. I mean, obviously they've made up to look a bit similar, but you know they've got the same sort of vibe. It's them clearly. So 
yes, I, I did think that uh, Cindy Berman, so that that would be Ziggy's sister, played by Emily Rudd. I thought she was quite that character was quite similar to Annie from Community. A little bit. I I yeah I I found her thing interesting. The fact that she again and again sort of like parallel themes you know it's like poetry it rhymes um she's pretending to be something she's not as well she wants to get out of shady side her yeah her whole character thing is like she's got she's got kind of like a a druggy best friend who's kind of hedonistic and she's with her dumbass boyfriend and you know they're always smoking or doing drugs and having sex and and you know she's kind of all prim and proper for the most part and yeah and she's got this sort of like prissy kind of attitude and and you're just like why would they be friends but as it transpires over the film yeah she is like that it's just that she was pretending to be so she can get out of shady side this is this is and, and no one really gets to leave shady side you know so and I thought that was interesting. I thought that was a that was a cool concept and and again, you know, same kind of themes running through it, which is satisfying, mm, you know. Yeah. So yeah, this one is is straight up Friday the Thirteenth, kind of with the sort of amp and the 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 kind of crazed killer and shit. This is this is your old school summer camp type slasher thing, which is great. Super fun, hmm. and, you, and you meet a young sheriff. Good, well, he's not a sheriff then, but you meet his character, yeah. younger, who's quite keen on uh, Ziggy. Also, he's saying yes, yes. Well, they're they're both a bit weird. Hmm. That's that's the thing. That's the thing they have in common. They they both like the sort of darker side of things, and and you know they can they 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 they're being weird, and so they actually do have a connection. Whereas shit starts to go wrong, and you have Tommy, who's what well, initially you have the the school nurse, don't you? Who and the school nurse, no, the school nurse, the camp nurse. Yes, who is the is mother of Ruby Lane? The one what sings the songs and that. Yep, and she is convinced that her daughter went mad and killed people for a reason, and thinks it's to do with Seraphia and has this diary sort of where she's been trying to find Seraphia's body to reunite her severed hand because she thinks that would break the curse, the grip over yes. the town. But for some reason she thinks Tommy is going to be, well, she starts screaming that his name's on the wall and that, he, that he's going to be dead soon, so she tries to kill him because his name's on this wall. And you don't really know why. And then she gets carted off. Yes. And uh, later on, lo and behold, Tommy snaps and uh, and starts killing. Picks up an axe and yeah, goes after only the shady siders though. Yeah, and I tell you what, the the sort of the the proper sort of gore effects and stuff in this, the the sort of axe hits to the head. Yeah, the kid with the glasses, the sort of the nerdy one that that he, that he gets. That was sad. Jeremy. Hmm. I remember his name because he was he was just quite welcoming. And then, and then, yeah. Well, you know, but yes, lots of lots of kind of sickening fox to the head from from axes in this one, which I appreciate. Yeah, it it again, it plays with the genre. It kind of plays with your expectations. Um, it did keep reminding me of Cabin in the Woods, 
mainly because there were some cabins in the woods <laughs> in this one but like but it did have that sort of reflexive kind of thing as but playing it straight like like scream i really enjoyed this one as well i thought it, it sort of expanded the mythology the the sort of seraphir thing you got to delve deeper into that and there's a whole underground bit so you got some real claustrophobic shit going this on horrible pulsing type heart thing where all the killers keep coming out of so this time you've got so you've not got the Ryan Torres one because he's not done it yet, but you've got Ruby Lane comes back and you've got you've got a kid with a baseball bat in this? Yes. Yeah, that kid is the creepiest one of them. Yes, I think, I think so, yeah. The masked kid. But yeah, so you have that going on and you know, it, it's it's your standard kind of thing with people running away from a slasher or not knowing that so-and-so is a slasher <laughs> so so you know it, it's they have a whole again they they sort of emphasize the whole shady side sunny veil divide because they have a color war hmm. it's the you know and again it's like the rich kids camp who and they've always won and the shady siders who just you know they're they're you know they have the the, the sunny people have a rousing speech about how they're going to kick their ass and they're brilliant and hooray for them and their their speech is um let's just do our best and we're in a way we're all winners <laughs> you know so it is really well done it's a lot of fun hmm. and if you want some kind of old school murderer stabs up a bunch of folk type film you could do a lot worse than this the end of this where you've got the uh, i think it's Tommy, so the Nightwing Killer, as he's called, and I think it's—is it the Milkman? So the so the two sisters who have sort of finally reunited, Ziggy and Cindy, and they're just being yeah. butchered. And for me, that I'm saying that every film's got a really gross scene. That's this one's, is when they're just sort of there's just like an axe studding into them over and over again. They're sort of looking at each yeah. other. And, yeah. Uh, just- yeah. Only as... holding on while uh, yeah while while the axe just gets buried into their sternums. Well, uh, yeah, no, it's it's nasty. Sheriff Good gives I call him Sheriff Good. Young Sheriff Good gives Ziggy mouth to mouth and brings her back because that cures CPR is well known for curing massive axe wounds um, to the chest. Well, EpiPen is good for people who have drowned. It's... Yes. <laughs> no, I mean they you used know. a lot of EpiPens in the first film. She would have been full of adrenaline. And then, yeah, so you flash back to 1994, you know, the present day, and Gillian Jacobs is telling them this story. And then they go and they, they, they go back to the mall because the tree in the centre of the of the mall, this, this, this living tree, I is... I think you explained the hand thing. So the thing is, the, the, the story is that Seraphir made a deal with the devil that she would be immortal and curse the land. And by so she set, she cut off her own hand as part of a bargain with the devil. And so yes, as as we said earlier, with uh, the the camp nurse and everything, she she thought that reuniting two would end the curse entirely. But they're struggling, <laughs> so they go to the they go to the mall, which has been built around the tree. Well, because in nineteen seventy eight they they were trying to do this then reunite because they found the hand and they were trying to reunite it with the body. Mm. And when they, they, they dug under the tree, which is meant to be where Seraphia was hanged for being a witch and they find a stone to say the body's moved. So then in 1994, Sam and Dina had found Seraphia's body minus the hand. So they go to the, yeah, the mall to dig up the hand 
that was planted in 1978 and buried so than planted and then they go to Sophia's body at the end and Dina reunites the hand with the body and then has a flash to imagine that she herself is Sophia and then it ends and then the next one is Fear Street 1666 well actually actually it's pronounced Fear Street Part 3 1666 because they have terrible Irish accents oh they all do You've been killing people. Yeah. So, yes, we go back to 1666, where it turns out that nobody has a convincing Irish accent. Now, I don't know. You, you cha- Charitably, you could say it's because they've been living there a while they've started to develop an American accent. Well, yeah. So. Well, and yeah, and I, I understand that they're going by, you know, immigrants from that time. They would probably have a bit of the old Irish, but it... it it's a lot of the film and when they're saying when they're saying that scary things are happening but they're saying it in an irish accent which doesn't convince you've been taking eyes father <laughs> exactly so i hear you're a racist father so yeah so but that's a minor thing but it 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 does build up a little bit because you do have that i actually think the sort of the fear and suspicion and the slow sort of rot of the curse of the town, like the the water well being poisoned, and you know all the fruit having sort of rotten cores yeah. and and things dying, especially with the, was the death in this one that upset you when the pig ate its piglets? No, it, it was the it was the pile of eyes. Oh, okay, yeah, that, is, yeah, yeah, that, it, that was pretty upsetting. It was, it was the tap, not upsetting, but the one that stands out is it, it was the tap tap tapping of, of the. Um, of the pastor well, as he's locked because yeah. he's locked all the, all the children in and yeah and then they, they, they've all he's removed all their eyes because at, at the beginning yeah. they're sort of taunting him about saying that he's blind or something he, he, there's something about how he can't see because because his back yeah. was turned and then he can't see but yeah so it has it has like a crucible feeling it has a, the witch feeling you know things slightly going awry and well then really going awry but it's it's cool, as I said, only mired slightly by the Irish accents. So all, all your main players now, all the people you've seen before, are now all people in the past. And Dina Which is... Which is, it's a little strange, because I, I, I think I do have semi-facial blindness okay. when it comes to things. And I felt that while some of them were fine, others didn't have distinct enough faces for me to recognise them when they're all muddied up and had beards and shit back in the past like i then they said their names and i was like oh okay so that's so-and-so's descendant but it took me a little bit like obviously you know i knew our main cast and everything but then then the sort of the the sort of the other ones i i struggled a little bit with okay but uh i caught up eventually i think generally the people who've died previously in in 1994 and 1978 don't die in 1666 whereas the ones who do die in 1666 didn't die in the 94 Right. So, like Josh, the brother, dies in 1666. He's one of the people who has his eyes removed, but he doesn't in the, in the main timeline. Mm. But yeah, so th- this is you sort of see. So you've heard the sort of the playground rhyme about Seraphia, but you know, uh, giving up one hand to, to, uh, for the devil, and you sort of see how she becomes a witch, and that you see she's good with animals, and that there is another witch that she kind of becomes interested in. Um, well, and, the master's daughter. 
which is which is which is even worse. No, sorry, I mean that there is a you know they go to a witch where they where they oh, get the, yeah, the drugs from that the, that there yeah, is a witch the, and it isn't Seraphia. And when she starts being accused of being a witch, she almost she almost goes down that route. Mm. And you think, oh, okay, well, this is why she curses the town. So uh, uh, initially, I, other than being good with animals and and whatever, she's accused of being an abomination against God because she's gay. Yes, and yeah. She she in the past has thought to sneak away to have a bit of a, a, a bit of a fumble by the lake river thing, and then they're seen. But again, you know. Abomination, and I do find those things. I do find those things difficult because obviously, then, then you've got, uh, oh, who saw us? You know, and, and and it's always going to be the worst person who saw you up to what they would what they would deem as no good. Hmm. And but like that whole scene, then when they're in the church after the the eye gouging incident, and they're all calling them witches well they're, they're searching for a reason as to why the pastor did it and it's not they don't think yeah. it's him they think he must be cursed by something one of them starts to say it, tommy i think because he was the one who saw them yeah and then they all start saying it and and it's so unfair i hate that yeah. shit i really it really gets to me where it's just like they all just hop on the bandwagon and just like yeah i saw them do it they're, they're witches they're witches I, yeah i saw them by the i river. saw them dancing with the devil type thing yeah, and there's, a, there's only one chap, Solomon Good, who is refusing to sort of join in because he quite likes uh, Seraphia. They really, really missed a trick by not calling him Ebenezer Good. <laughs> he's a good, he's a good, he's Ebenezer Good. And then bring it back to the 90s as well, that would work. Maybe it wasn't super big in America. Then they're sentenced to death. Hannah, who is actually Sam, we know her as Sam. Um, but Hannah is uh, is captured, whereas where Seraphir manages to run away. And you think she or she says, you know, they want a witch. I'm going to give them a witch. So she goes to get the the sort of the yeah the the, the book of spells from the witch they'd met earlier. Mm. But it's gone. It is gone. Yeah. And then slowly it transpires. It was Solomon Good. Despite the fact his surname is Good, he's not very good. Well, they have the immortal line in the third one: "Good is evil." Hmm. <laughs> Literally say it. Um, so yeah, it's it's the goods throughout history have been. Have well, been... he's done a, a deal with the devil to because you, you you sort of have, he moved away from the town of Union, which becomes Shady Side, and there's a bit where Seraphir visited him, and and he's saying that. That his land is, you know, he can't farm, and and that, you know, he he knows that it, it will come good. So yes, he does a deal with the devil to, um, to 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 basically replenish his land, and the price of doing that is to give up a name for somebody who will commit unspeakable acts. So he gives up the name of the pastor, and that's why he kills the children. Yes, and after after all that, yeah, they're both sentenced. They're both going to be hanged from the hanging tree. And they're all like, confess, confess, confess. And Sarah decides that she's solely going to confess. And uh, it was all me. And I had nothing to do with it. I corrupted her mind. I was the one who danced with Del. I slept with Beelzebub or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so they're just like, we fucking knew it. <laughs> and then they, they, 
you know, string her up, and, and she dies to save her friend, lover, yeah. acquaintance. And, um, she, and, and she curses Solomon as she does it as well. Yes. Saying that uh, the, the, the truth will out and it will haunt you. And she's and, buried under the hanging tree, but then her friends rebury her in the place she found in 1994. Yes, because... So, actually, Sarah Fear was innocent and she yes. died protecting the one she loved. So, yeah. I, it's actually... It, it's a cool sort of inversion of that. It's not just an evil witch who did bad things. It was actually... I loved she was the, another victim. Yeah, I loved that how the story had, had changed. You go and find the real story and how, you know, how it been... Because there's a bit where she loses her hand and that's the kind of... That's yes. The, you know, that's the it, giving a hand to the devil type thing. I, I thought that was really clever. And, she, yes, she ended up... She was protecting herself from Solomon Good while he was trying to stab her and he stabbed her through the wrist. And, and, ha- and hacked her hands. That was pretty people. gross as well, actually. Yeah. While he was saying, I love you. Yes. Which creeped me out more than anything else. But then I suppose it, it's uh, yeah that sort of frenzy type deal. It's it's, it's scary. And but then yes, he, he feels that he can, he can somehow talk her round to loving him. And, uh, and then you're back. Any of it. And then you're back in 1994, and the title comes up with 1994 Part Two, which I really like that. Yeah, 1995. <laughs> 1994 Part Two. 1995 should have been the other subtitle. Probably been too confusing. Hmm. I'm joking. And then you why find... would why would that be good? Gone. And then so Dina realizes that it's the good family that have been terrorizing the town of Shady Side for centuries. But for doing really minor things, they're sort of signing up, signing over somebody's name to the devil, to um, to you know, one of them's mayor, one of them's police chief, and that's I it. I imagine. I yeah. I imagine that they can't leave the actual town though because like if if otherwise they just say oh, i wish i was president of space and then you know i wish you know, well so- no no i was listening to some of the director and she was saying that it, it's it's just to kind of show that, that they're doing all these really horrible things just for something really minor relatively minor oh well about that's, how that's about how it's almost like the banality of evil that mm. of all the things they could do they just get like a big house and tv type thing well, and they just wanted to keep the shady siders down, didn't they? Yes, that's the yeah, thing. yeah. And, so, that, and that's so why the shady siders are the ones that died at Camp Nightwing, and that's why, you know, that's why it's always them because the curse is at the expense of so Sunnyvale can prosper at the expense of Shady Side, mm. which is an interesting concept. Mm. It really is. I mean, it's it's a little bit sort of like wrote in the way that you know it, it's kind of simplistic but then rl stein's good at that sort of yeah shit. No, I, I like it I like, yeah i know it's like a little on those like you know good is evil etc but i, I, I like well, it and and you know shady side and sunnyvale mm. but still it i i yeah i do like it and and the resolution to this i thought was actually pretty good i thought it lost its way a little bit um oh no i thought it was brilliant things well, Stranger Things was in my head at this point because I of think, the thing. And, and I think obviously the director whole is... thing in season three of uh, the spoilers for Stranger Things season three, but they have the Battle of Starcourt, mm, which is do, yeah. a sort of Home Alone shopping mall type deal. Mm. But they do have some very, very cool ideas. So, yes, they decide then that they're going to lure all the killers to the mall. Using Dina's blood. Using using the, the the magic blood, 
and and they sort of paint them yeah. all with um i guess neon paint including my favorite bit of graffiti was just suck it good um and they yeah so ziggy or grown-up ziggy and dina and josh and a guy from who josh had helped free from the police station in the first film mm-hmm. um who they who's the janitor of them all which is why he's there i think but they sort of rope him into the gang by going do you want to kill the sheriff and he's like yeah okay yeah let me get my coat yeah <laughs> you know it, yeah so they decide that they're going to end it once and for all they're going to kill the sheriff and uh, so they set a trap for him and they they decide to bring all the killers to the mall and bring him there as and well. And they use super soakers for the blood to sort of squirt the sheriff to, to try and serve the kill and they carry him, don't they? Um, mm. Sort of co- co- covering him in sort of a mixture of the blood so the killers go after him instead. Yes, because the killers, they seem to be going just for the blood. They don't rely on their eyes or anything because mm. they walk past some people you know they're not just like killing indiscriminately they are just attracted to this one thing hmm. so and then they have a brilliant thing which also reminded me of Coward in the woods where they get the killers to turn on each other that was good i, I would have quite liked that to go on for, for longer actually i would have as well i it was a it was a cool smackdown it was it was fine and it's just as i said it just i i felt it lost its way a little bit mainly because it seemed so derivative to me i only i only watched re-watched season three of strange things quite recently okay as well so that's recency bias from from me but and and you know it wasn't fucking original when stranger things did it either you know and, it, and originality is overrated anyway but like you know these things are used but it was just it was weird how this was this had some of the cast from stranger things it had that sort of feeling to it and then it ended with a, with a big old kind of mall smackdown type showdown deal and so, so yeah, so it, you know, but it was, it was fun. I mean, and Lee, Lee Janiak is married to one of the Duffer brothers from Stranger Things. Oh, really? Hmm. There you go, then. So, that, you know, you're going to have, I understand yeah. the sort of crossover in the cast as well, isn't it? There's, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be some crossover. But yeah, it, it's, it, it's good. And I think it had some really cool touches as well. I liked them laying seraphir because I, I don't think it what we said would spoil it anyway so good ends up dying gets stabbed through the eye um which is cathartic and then yeah they lay seraphir to rest and they give the gravestone saying she was the original shady cider which is nice yeah yeah and and it's like you learned about the red moss as well there's a whole thing with but the, that was the red her moss. countering his evil wasn't it, i think yeah, and it was like she put it in Hannah's hair as a as a kind of like token of affection initially, but then she held on to that, and then then it became buried with her, and then that's why that red moss that sort of almost bleeds is everywhere, and there were some yeah very very nice touches. Overall, I really enjoyed this trilogy. I thought they were brilliant. I, I'd rewatch them. I really yeah. enjoyed them. Yeah. I like that you you see how the you, the first thing there you know, the curse has been lifted is somebody from Sunnyvale is just driving off their um their driveway in the morning to for work and yeah. just gets ploughed into by a, by a rubbish truck. Yeah, well that's what they that's what they get, rich assholes. Um, <laughs> but you know yeah it I I thought this was this was really really fun. Oh, I also um, like that um that Dina has Fear Street books as armor at the end. Yeah, talk about your plot armor. Mm. Yeah. 
thank you. So yeah, it, it's it, it was fun. It was you know it, it's they're not the best films I've ever seen, but then very few films are. I that. enjoyed them. I'd rewatch them at sort of Halloween if I was looking for that type type of film. Yeah, and I I think this sort of like trilogy kind of focusing on one place or one kind of purse or one kind of thing works really really well. And, I, and know, releasing and it, it a couple of weeks apart, and you know, filming three films at once, releasing them a few weeks apart, I thought it was it's uh, mm. really good. It definitely deserves more credit. Yeah. So, in answer to your inevitable question, no, I don't have franchise fatigue. I could easily see more of these. They are making more of these. They're planning to. Yeah. Well, they've got enough books. I looked up how many fucking Fear Street books there are. Is that what you googled? How many fucking Fear Street yeah. books there are? Yeah. Yeah. There's about fifty. Oh wow. R.L. Stein doesn't fuck about. No, he's 80. He, I, was ch- I was checking today. He, he did not come here to fuck around. He's been writing solidly for decades. I like the mind of R.L. Stein. I, I like that whole thing. And if they can, they can find another sort of three and sort of link them together, I think these could be really cool trilogies. I, I Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was not expecting to. I was expecting to sort of... I don't know, sort of like low rent horror, and it is to a certain extent, but it has fun with it. Yes, and I, I, I had a lot of fun with these. I had a lot more fun than I thought it would, and I, I, I'd rewatch them. I, yeah, I really enjoyed them. I really rooted for all the characters. I liked the sort of the twists and how sort of schlocky it was. Mm. The, the the needle drops was were, were great. Yeah, the visuals are nice. I like the fight in the mall at the end. Yeah. And, and, and I, well, I've said it a couple of times on this podcast now. I think it's greater than the sum of its parts. It is it is derivative, and, and you can definitely see inspiration from so many other sources going into this. But they I think it's done with love. I, I don't remix think... it together and make something new and, yeah. and good. Yeah, no, and, and it's it doesn't feel cynical, despite no. it being, you know, like, you know, a, it's still a... Well, it's made before Netflix, but you know, you know what I mean. It's kind of like, despite there being big corporations involved in making this, and some big name actors and whatever, what well, bigish name actors. Well, also, there's sort of, the, I mean, there's a lot, there's lots of characters in there that you root for them, even though you don't get to know them that well, that you don't spend a lot of time with them. But you do like, you know, Kate and Simon, and and, and, mm. and sort of, yeah, the people in 1978 as well. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job. I. I really did enjoy this. I assume, I assume, um, you pretty much answered it, but you don't have franchise. Fatigue. No, no, I thought it was brilliant. I really liked it. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I was actually, I was actually surprised with how much I enjoyed it. Yes, hopefully they do make more because I, I think that would be, that'd be a fun treat every couple of years. You have, you have a trilogy just come out, um, about a certain, a certain town. Yes. Or a certain kind of like curse, a certain kind of thing that echoes through the ages. It would be very, very cool. So yes, more please. Um, yeah, and this this might actually make the Halloween rotation. Hmm. So, which is actually getting fairly stocked these days. I you know I say I don't like horror movies, but I've seen enough of them, and I actually do rewatch them every October. So. Maybe I do like horror movies. Well, for, me, I mean, this it, isn't... for me, it would be this and Goosebumps. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we chose another R.L. Stein thing because yeah. both of us are too much of a pussy to actually do anything like proper hardcore. But um, that's not true. 
Um, but yes, so I rate them. I do rate them. It's fine. How would you I rank my them? Ooh. My gut is to go for uh, 1666, 94, and 78. Oh, see, I think 78 is first for me. Okay. And 94, then 1666. I think. I, because I, I just enjoyed the sort of summer camp type thing a lot more as a setting and it, it felt sort of nastier than than the, the sort of more urban you know set in the set in hmm. the suburbs type thing well helpfully that means that we rank them all equally uh yes i think it that does they they work out about the same yeah. so barbosa dot wave we have an accord i'm not sure we have an accord because we rank them all one what then we do have an accord then we have an accord yeah, they're fine they're, they're, it's all all equal first everyone's a winner everyone gets a medal hey we have an accord we have an accord <laughs> end the show man it's been good one hour ten minutes of course i'm talking absolute nonsense now i th i would find i'd have to keep saying ritual instead of ritual when i was doing a ritual about a witch when you're talking about reuniting a hand i think it should have been going you mean ritual you would be the one who gets stabbed up just Probably. as an off-screen thing, like yeah. just kind of like behind a curtain or something. Through, so through. you look down, you look down the front of your cardigan, and it's sort of <laughs> like the blood is seeping through. And then you say, "Was it something I said?" And then drop to the floor dead, and everybody laughs. It often comes up in here that people be laughing at me when I die. <laughs> yeah, well, that is still one of the one of the heaviest blows i've landed on you <laughs> and this podcast was was when we were talking about um midsummer yes that was it about yeah. I, I wouldn't like to die to the sound of mocking laughter and you said i said there's a yeah. chance of that happening <laughs> oh laughing at my own joke that's shameful but i do it all the time anyway so what do i care yeah someone has to go on Outro us, you bitch. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepodcombucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at podcombucketpod or on threads or over on Twitter at podcombucketpd. Ek. 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 Thank you so Twitter. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Long Cat Media for the theme music. If you're able to, it'd be great if you could rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Many thanks. Take care and see you next episode. All decks. Good is evil. Suck it, good. Ooh, I like the, the that's the thing, the Konami code appearing as well. Yes. Just show that the uh, the brothers Because he's a nerd. Yeah. Do you know what the Konami code, Rob? Can you uh no, it's like up up, down, down, left, right, A, B or something, isn't it? Up, oh, up, oh, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, star. Oh, oh well, too bad. Yeah. So, end of another chapter. <laughs>